welcome to Caught My Ear. This is a music podcast where two music-obsessed mates have a chat about the music they've been listening to this week, as well as a sprinkling of news items. You are listening to episode 33. My name is Vivian. And my name is Maddie. And we're going to go straight into the news. So, Maddie, what's our first story? So, our first story is um, from Music Feeds by Jackson Langford, and it reads... Katy Perry will perform at the MCG for the final of the ICC Women's T20 World Cup in 2020. So international superstar and bonafide hit maker Katy Perry will be returning to Australia in 2020 for a one-off performance at the Melbourne Cricket Ground for the final of the ICC Women's T20 World Cup. With what's anticipated to be the largest women's cricket match of all time, Perry will be performing as part of the pre-game show and post-match celebration. Taking to social media to make the announcement, Perry said that she hopes to break the record for the largest attendance of a women's sporting match in history. Quote, Let's break some records. Join me in Melbourne on March 8, 2020 for the ICC T20 World Cup Women's Final, she wrote. We'll roar in support of these awesome women on International Women's Day. This will be Perry's first performance in Australia since she toured here in 2018 in support of her 2017 album Witness. So there you go. Katy Perry is performing at the cricket. I think that's really good. I know. I saw the video that she put up, I think, on Instagram. And, like, she was talking about how, yeah, she wants to, like, break records in, like, the Mm. biggest women's sporting match in history. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Absolutely. And (laughs) if, especially, you know, Katy Perry, she's definitely one of the biggest artists in the music industry. And having someone of her stature at something like that, I definitely think will bring a lot of people to the game. Yeah, I was really surprised to begin with that they announced, like, Katy Perry Mm. of all people would be playing. Of all people. But I think it's so, so good. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny, March 8th is actually my birthday. I don't know why that's relevant. Oh, no way. But as soon as I heard it, I was like... happy birthday (laughs) for March 8th, Vivian. (laughs) Happy 22nd birthday. Thank you. It is like... (laughs) Five months away. <laughs> you gotta prepare. You gotta yes, prepare for these things. This is true. But yeah, no. Um, that's really cool. I think you know. Hopefully, a lot of people buy tickets for the game. I really hope they break the record. How good would that be? That would be so good. So honestly. good, especially for women's cricket, because you know, sure, amazing. Anyway, we'll move on to our next story. Big, yes, big news this week. This is a big story. So this is coming from Music Feeds written by Laura English, and it says, Taylor Swift accuses Scooter Braun and Scott Borchetta of not letting her perform her old songs. Taylor Swift has shared a statement via Twitter stating that Scooter Braun and Scott Borchetta aren't allowing her to perform her old songs. In this statement, she explains that the American Music Awards recently announced that they'd be honouring her with Artist of the Decade at this year's ceremony. She said she was planning to perform a medley of her hits throughout the decade for the show, but has been prevented from doing so by her former label boss, Scott Borchetta, and music manager Scooter Braun. Quote, Scott Borchetta and Scooter Braun have now said I'm not allowed to perform my old songs on television because that would be re-recording my music before I'm allowed to next year. End quote. In June this year, Braun purchased the master recordings rights to Swift's back catalogue, excluding her latest, rele- her latest release, Lover, excuse me. In her posts, Swift also revealed that Netflix has been filming a doco about her life for the past few years. She said, quote, Scott and Scooter have declined the use of my older music or performance footage for this project, even though there is no mention of either of them or Big Machine Records anywhere in the film, end quote. Swift alleges that Scott Borchetta told her team that they could use the music if they did two things. The first is for Swift to agree to not 
re-record her songs next year, on which Swift said is something I'm both legally allowed to do and looking forward to. Borchetta also repeatedly told Swift's team that she needs to stop talking about him and Scooter Braun. Taylor continued, I feel very strongly that sharing what is happening to me could change the awareness level for other artists and potentially help them avoid a similar fate. She said the message being sent to her is clear. Basically, be a good little girl and shut up or you'll be punished. She continued, this is wrong. Wow. It's a lot, isn't it? This has, like, absolutely rocked the music industry this past week. This is the biggest news that's come out for a while. And I think it's quite confronting for a lot of people because, you know, a lot of people don't know how contracts work because it is very complicated. It can Mm. get very muddy. And that stuff is, you know, there's never a light that's shed on that. So the fact, even like back when um, they bought her masters, that was very, you know, big at the time because people didn't know that that's... You could do that. Yeah, that that's what happens. But now... It's just really blown up, and it's quite scary, to be honest. Yeah, it's shocking how, like, insane this is. Yeah. Like, this, I've never seen this, well, it's probably happened a million times before, but this is probably the first time that someone's actually come out and said, you know what, this is ridiculous, Mm. this is what's happening to me, I can't believe it, these guys are insane. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of people who have sort of come out and supported Taylor Swift have said if this can happen to someone of you know Taylor Swift's status and stature mm. imagine what's happening to the smaller artists you know the independent yeah. artists all these artists in the music industry like it's quite sad honestly yeah, exactly and also like she I think she put a call out for you know like fans mm. of the other artists who are under like Scooter, Scooter Braun, Braun and stuff to actually you know like do something about it because I saw um, I think the other day, like Justin Bieber, I think he posted like a screenshot of an article on his Instagram story. It was like a TMZ article. Yeah, TMZ, yeah. like, you know, they can't um, stop her from playing at the AMAs or something. And yeah. It was just a screenshot of that. And I went, oh, I don't know how true that is. Exactly. But... And I mean, of course he's going to say that because, you know, Scooter Braun is his manager. And, you know, back when this happened, um, with the master recordings earlier in the year, he was straight on the defense, like Justin Bieber. And yeah, it's hard, you know, I do think when she did call out for the other artists as well to sort of say something, you know, I do think it's hard for them depending on what their contract might be with being managed under him, you know, I I think there's a lot that we don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really sad and I hope that it can resolve positively for her because that's her music and she's written all of her music you know like yeah exactly it's just so sad yeah it's terrible like as much as i don't listen to taylor swift's music (laughs) i think this is horrific yeah this is absolutely horrific and i don't think anyone deserves this treatment for sure for sure yeah like you said hopefully it resolves yes hopefully if there's an update we'll let you guys know but yes we're gonna go straight to our last news story maddie our last one another article from music feeds written by natasha baroni and it's all about the kiss tour so kiss have officially cancelled the upcoming australian dates of their end of the world tour scheduled to kick off this month Earlier this week, the band announced they will be rescheduling the starting tour date in Perth after singer and guitarist Paul Stanley was diagnosed with influenza and was advised by doctors to rest and delay his flight. 
In the time since, Stanley's diagnosis has developed into a throat infection, promoting the band to cancel all Australian dates while he recuperates. Quote, words cannot begin to convey our massive disappointment at having to cancel our end-of-the-road tour of your incredible country, Stanley said in a statement. Our connection to you is unparalleled and decades deep. We waited as long as we could and held out hope to the last minute that my situation would clear up and we would be able to march forward. Doctor's orders ultimately have taken precedence and finally we now find ourselves with no choice but to surrender. With heavy hearts, kiss. End quote. So there you go. I know so many people are very upset by this. Oh, I'm I'm sure there are so many. Not just in the way, not just because, you know, it's cancer, but I know a lot of people weren't happy with how it was sort of handled because, you know, it was sort of like, it, on one hand, people thought, okay, it's good that they waited until the last minute to kind of, you know, make sure that they definitely can't go on. But then on the other hand, you had a lot of people who were like, why what why sort of drag us along like why you know sort of say oh we're gonna reschedule it actually no we're gonna cancel everything you know so yeah i know like a lot of people on both sides but it's sad either way because yeah this was supposed to be their last tour so it's yeah. kind of just like <laughs> well <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry australia i guess you're not seeing kiss ever oh, again dear. but yeah um I don't know. It's sad. It's definitely very sad, and it sucks for oh god, throat infection, influenza. Yeah, that. Oh my god, I yeah, cannot like begin you, to imagine yeah. how bad that is. Yeah, and you can't, you can't sing. You can't go on like that. You can't perform like that. So no, especially with the songs that. Kiss. Yeah, exactly. Like you cannot do that without your voice being on like absolute top level. So. Exactly. Anyway, um, that brings us to the end of our news segment. Um, as we do every week, we encourage you to pause the podcast and go down to the description, have a look at our Spotify and YouTube playlist with all of the songs that are in it this week. And you can have a listen to them before we talk about them so you know where we are and you don't get lost, all the rest of it. So we'll go straight into Song of the Week with Vivian. What have you got? So my Song of the Week this week is Ludens by Bring Me the Horizon. So this is actually coming from the recent uh, Death Stranding video game soundtrack, which is so cool in the first place that they actually did a proper soundtrack. We talked about this a few weeks ago on the podcast. And it's here, and let me just say... I love this song (laughs) and it's so crazy because I really didn't expect to love it so much because it is a video game coming you know from a soundtrack and usually you know songs that are coming off soundtracks I don't I don't usually gravitate towards because it does focus a lot on whatever the soundtrack is you know yeah so um yeah but this one it's so interesting it's so it's so different for them because it has a lot of let's say like interesting production choices like especially um in the beginning it's got like this really weird like mechanical sort of sound that's not in time it's kind of just thrown in there but then you know it has very much like like for example in the middle of the song there's like this full-on like heavy metal breakdown (laughs) that's very true to you know their older sort of catalog so it's still very much them but I really like the direction they're going in. It's very experimental and it's really cool because um, 
you know, the lyrics are obviously referencing Death Stranding and the video game, and because Death Stranding is a very weird video game, the plot's very strange, you know, it can kind of sort of come across as like, oh, like, how can you understand that? But in this song, they, you know, they also kind of reference like sort of what's happening in the political sphere right now, and, you know, they're singing about we need a new leader, we need a new leader, and like, that's kind of what, you know, it's referencing the game but it's also very timely which i think is very cool mm. um but yeah i'm i'm a big fan of this one i really really like this direction they're going in because it's very similar to ammo um their recent album they released this year but it's i definitely think it's you know they're constantly evolving and experimenting with their stuff so yeah yeah um that was my song of the week this week ludens by bring me the horizon so maddie what's your song of the week my song of the week is called Divine by Aoni. So I've only just discovered this artist. She is um, quite a new one because this, this song, Divine, it's off her debut album called Iridescent. Um, and I think it's only just been released this year. And apparently I, I did some digging because I was like, oh, I wonder I wonder who this is. And so I, I did a quick Google and she's from Barbados so cool which is awesome and if you listen to the song you will immediately know Mm -hmm. that that is absolutely the truth because this song is so like caribbean island Mm. inspired it's got all of these like really cool like rhythms and like it's very very bouncy and very very fun and it's such a like an eclectic song it's it's really really cool i absolutely love love it not only because of that but because of her amazing amazing voice she has such an incredible range Mm. and like because in the verses and the chorus you know she's very very deep and rich in like her lower register and then there's when it gets to the bridge it's sort of like it it gets to this like breakdown where um like the beat kind of disappears that it's been like powering through it and it's very sort of like flowy and ethereal kind of and then her voice just like skyrockets into the stratosphere and she just sings this note that is so incredibly high and she does it so amazing and I'm so 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 jealous that I <laughs> would love to sing like that but um but yeah it's um I also read an article the other day while I was like having a little google <laughs> and um apparently she said about this song like Um, she comes from like a very uh, religious family and so she wanted to sort of like play on the whole divine aspect that's Mm. very very prevalent in religion and she sort of like flipped it on its head and she sort of like relates like divinity to herself and like Mm. her womanhood and that sort of thing which I think is really really cool that's such a cool concept and yeah I absolutely adore this song it's so fun so bouncy such a feel-good track I Mm. really really love it so that is Divine by Aoni. That is my song of the week. So we will go into Under a Rock now. Um, and my Under a Rock is called Miss Shiny by Kaite. And I have never heard of Kaite before. And then I went, oh, I wonder if Vivian's heard of it. And I played it. She went, oh, I know this song. I've heard it a million times on Triple J. Yeah, well, the thing is, when Manny mentioned the name of the artist, I was like, oh, I don't actually, I don't think I've heard of, I don't think I've heard of her. And then you were like, oh, actually, it's been nominated for an ARIA award, like this song. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, then I must have heard it. And then as soon as Maddie played it, I was like, 
Oh. It was like two <laughs> notes of the guitar intro. And she was like, oh, yes. I was like, yes. Oh, no, I have heard this song. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, it's been nominated for a 2019 ARIA for Best New Soul and R&B release, mm. I believe. Which is so cool. And yeah, absolutely amazing. So, Kate, she's 21. Love it. And she's from Melbourne. Um, she's such, such a cool artist. Yeah, like, so soulful, so rich. She's got such a, such a rich voice. And this song is very, very mellow and mm. very, very chilled out and very cool. Um, the guitar, like, riff that goes under it's it. It's such a cool riff. It's rad. I love it so much. But yeah, she sort of, like, threw out the verses. It's, it's kind of like this, like, rapping, like, sing-songy mm. sort of talking type vibe to it and um like she'll obviously sing from the chorus and her singing voice is incredible like oh. again sort of like Ioni she's got this really really rich deep sort of oh yeah like soulful voice you can it's just got so much behind it and you just like are enthralled every time she like says a word it's so cool it just makes you want to listen to the mm. song oh yeah which is really awesome but yeah so I can't she's also I found out she's from Papua New Guinea which oh, is really that's cool. so but, cool. But yeah, she's based in Melbourne. So Love that. I really actually want to listen to the rest of oh, yeah. her catalogue because like with a voice like hers, I was just blown away. I was like, oh mm. my goodness. Such a unique style too. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. yeah, that is my Under a Rock, Miss Shiny by Kate. So we will throw it over to Vivian now. Yes. So my Under a Rock this week is played out by the True Blue so this one came up sort of randomly for me and it's so interesting because it's a very mellow song. That's basically how I would describe it. Mm. It's got very like soft undertones. The The whole sort of driving is like this really sort of like slow pulsating percussion. And then there's this really nice sort of guitar riff that's got like a chorus effect on it and it feels very dreamlike and that's in oh that sense. yeah absolutely yeah so it's definitely i i kind of think of it as a song that would feel good if you're like asleep or like it kind of has that sort of vibe to mm. it like so yeah it's very cool in that sense but what i love about this one is that the so like in the verses it's a very sort of uh, the vocal effect, it's got this interesting vocal effect on the lead singer, and it's kind of like he's singing not really in time, but then when it gets into the chorus, that same guitar riff that was played in the intro comes in, and it's just, oh, it's glorious. It sounds so beautiful, and it kind of stays like that throughout the entire song, but then when it gets to the last chorus, he just goes up another level, and it just sounds so beautiful, so emotional. And yeah, it's a bit of a weird one for me because I don't usually... I mean, this does sort of fit into what I normally listen to. It kind of reminds me of like early 1975, just a little bit in terms of when like their slower stuff, not their like upbeat stuff Yeah, in that sort of vibe. But yeah, like it's a bit of an interesting one for me. It sounds like a song because I love it. Yeah, Maddie it's was into song, it. <laughs> I was like, this is my jam. I love this type of music. But yeah, I was kind of like... This is a song that I would listen yeah. to. Like what? Like what are you doing? I know it was kind of weird, but yeah, like I just I can't stop listening to it. I just I think it's you know the guitar uh, riff is very infectious to me. Like I love how I love the chorus effect on it. I love how it sounds like you're literally in a dream. Like I love that. So yeah, yeah. 
that was my under a rock this week played out by the true blue now we're gonna go into court my ear and i'll kick us off so my caught my ear this week shakara is another fka twig song wow wow i feel like this is like four maybe <laughs> i don't probably <laughs> so this is sad day and it's coming from her recent album that she released two weeks ago i think called magdalene and it's this one is really interesting so i put it in caught my ear because you know fk twigs she's she's automatically gonna go in that category <laughs> automatically <whether or> not. <laughs> but this one is definitely the most sort of universal i guess out of probably all the other ones i've talked about before yeah because um it's a lot more toned down the focus is mainly on her vocals and what she's singing which she sounds so different in this song like the way she's singing but yet she sounds so beautiful like the way she's singing i don't think we've heard her i guess not this vulnerable but it it's just she's kind of taken it in a diff- different direction compared to i guess any other song on the album yeah i think like on that point mm. with all of the ones that you've sort of showed me i feel like her voice like in those songs her voice is kind of like an extra little element that's sort of like yeah. added in whereas this one her voice is like front and center front and center yeah agreed 100 yeah yeah you hit the nail on the head that's exactly it and i really i really like that choice because you know like we just said a lot of the other songs that we've talked about has been a focus on the production and the strange samples and all that. And don't get me wrong, the song has that. Yeah. But it's very toned down and it's very... And I love the chorus. The chorus is so haunting. Like, it's kind of... It, it's very dark, but you only hear that through her vocals, which I'm like, ooh, that's cool. I like yeah. that. Um, so, yeah, it's it's such a good song. It's such a sad song. <laughs> how ironic how ironic but no um yeah the lyrics are really beautiful it kind of reminds me of cellophane the first single she released on this album it's kind of got the same uh tone to it in terms of the lyrics which you know love those sad songs oh yeah always (laughs) love a good crier exactly (laughs) so yeah i'm really enjoying it the album is so good um but yeah that's my caught my ear sad day by fk twigs Maddie, what caught your ear this week? A song that caught my ear this week is called Funeral by Miguel. Um, so I have always been like meaning to listen to more of his music. Mm. And this song came up on, I think, my like Discover Weekly or something. And I was like, oh, this one is very, very cool. Because very first of all, it's got such a dark and like kind of creepy mood to it. Because oh, there's yeah. so much like so much sort of um really really edgy and interesting like production sort of elements throughout Mm. like there's always like a distortion like on his vocals and um like there's this sort of like little um interlude before it's sort of like in the intro sort of Mm. before it gets into the main like crux of the song and as soon as like that part happens like there's this really like in your face like it's like this house beat kind yeah. of that you'd find in like house music yeah for sure. but it's just like literally all you can hear and it's just so so loud and so front and center whereas mm. like you normally like you can hear the bass but it's just kind of like there but this one is like here is the bass listen to it <laughs> and i listened to it in the car for the first time the other day and i almost blew my speakers i was like oh my gosh the bass was turned out way too loud for this song 
but yeah it's so 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 edgy and creepy and like there's all of these weird like moments where he kind of like stops and he sort of like plays with like space and Mm. silence and Mm. there isn't like a cohesive sort of thing throughout it and there's like very very like sharp and like jabby sort of like yeah. things throughout it's really really interesting mm. i don't know it's really weird but um <laughs> yeah but also at the same time like there's this bit right before i think it's in like the pre-chorus where he kind of like has his like vocal moment and he just sort of like mm. has this like it's but it's just like one line yeah in the song a lot of the rest of it's sort of like very low and sort of like monotone and kind mm. of like pulsating and then like this one line sort of like where he actually lets loose and sings because he has an incredible voice incredible an absolutely amazing voice but yeah it's just for this like one little section Mm. and then it goes back down and it's sort of like this weird like haunting creepy and i think it's interesting because a lot of his older stuff like i've sort of dived into his older stuff um i haven't like done a proper sort of listen to his discography but a lot of his older stuff is a lot more like r&b influence yeah. um, kind of thing where this song does have that but it's definitely more experimental from what i've heard from him mm. before so yeah it's an interesting direction for him though yeah because i've been listening to um like his collaboration with alicia keys oh uh, yeah yeah i've been listening to that a lot and yeah it's like, oh this is this is very nice yeah that's a, that's a really good song too um mm. i think it's called show me show me love or show me your love or something yeah yeah um but yeah that's a really good song but this one is yeah definitely very very different mm. to a lot of the like the very little that i have heard <laughs> of him um but yeah it's it's very interesting nonetheless mm. so um that is my caught my ear funeral by miguel and that wraps up our podcast episode this week um thank you so much for listening uh you can check us out on apple Podcasts, spotify Podcasts, Castbox, google podcasts we're still slowly uploading them on youtube <laughs> i haven't gotten around to it yet leave me alone um but yeah basically any platform that you can listen to podcasts on we're mm. probably there and Just... let us know if we're not if you're listening to a specific platform and we're not on it let us know yeah hit us up um, and also let us know what you think about the songs this, that we talked about this week. We always love hearing what you guys think, whether you agree or disagree with us. And, you know, chuck us a DM if you have a recommendation. We yes. haven't had one for a while and we're getting a little bit sad. Very sad. <laughs> so you can follow us on social media at Caught My Ear Pod on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see you on Monday with a new episode. See you later, guys. Bye.